The U.S. is preparing for an invasion of the migrant kind. Washington, D.C.'s cars are getting stolen, and they got the dumbest solutions. And what is your calling? Who are you called to? And why it's important to know who you're called to. Find out this and more on Self-Evident Podcast. What? Did, are we on yet? Yeah, we're, on. we're on. You're sure? <laughs> live. All right. Well, there you go. Not live. It's weird. I have a producer who doesn't give me any like signals, so I'm like guessing right now, and he's like, "Yeah, you're on." Okay. Well, we're on. Good morning, self-evident those who watch self-evident podcasts who've been with us at self-evident podcast. You got Massey. You got his beautiful wife Carrie Ann Campos. Who is it, dude? She deserves all the all the. Accolades and accoutrements that accompany. Accoutrements, a shakuri board. <laughs> Nothing to do with accoutrements. I know, but I'll take one of those too. That's right. <laughs> that sounds good right now. A little charcuterie board. But guys, we got some issues going on in America. Who'd have thought? And uh, there's a lot to cover here as well. Carrie had a really cool topic on her heart. And like I said on Friday, when Carrie says she wants to do a podcast, Mike and I move and we part the Red Sea to make it happen. Uh, so she's with us today because I always try to get her on the podcast, and she's like, no, 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 no. So she says, I want to be on the podcast. So she's here. Guys, listen. Point one. Massive migrant caravan prepares to invade the U.S. border. We know what's happening here. They're telling us we have this giant caravan ready to go, and we're going to do nothing to stop it. There's no, like, press release from the, the White House saying, no, we got to stop that mess. Right? Listen to this. 5,000 migrants from Cuba... El Salvador, Cuba. Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, and Venezuela, but definitely not Iran, China, Gaza, and Africa, or anywhere else near the Guatemala border. Isn't it interesting that these caravans just happen to gather everybody up at once and go all at once? Hmm. Fox News published new U.S. Border Patrol data, which reveals President Biden's disastrous open border policies have led to the release of 900,000 illegal immigrants into the interior of the U.S. just this year. Almost a million illegal immigrants have been released in our interior just this year, including 150,000 in September alone. This offers new insight into the invasion the Biden administration allowed at the southern border. Do you remember that? Well, they just let it happen. It's like, well, they're looking for, re they're looking for refugee status. Really? We know that for sure. They're all refugees. It's ridiculous. And this is where, again, like we, we complain about it. We talk about it. We know what we have to do. Get out there and vote your butts off to go get a strong leader, one who will follow the Constitution and give the power back to the states. That's what we need right now. Also, too, our states need to shore up. I'm glad that we're doing what we're doing. If they want to bleed the border because we won't protect it, fine. We'll send them to states that want them. Let them crush it. But even then, that's actually a bad idea, too, because what if these guys are terrorists? So we don't know, right? It's not a good idea to just let them through and just send them to other parts of the country because what if those terrorists are real terrorists and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. So be careful with all that. Point number two, check this out. D.C., Washington, D.C. <laughs> These guys are just... This one's Demo great. Democrat-run states are the most, or especially cities, are like, what are you all just like wanting to be stupid? But just listen to this. 
DC has a solution for your stolen car. And like all Democrat solutions to crime, this is a dumpster fire for a solution. Dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire. DC Mayor Muriel Bowser. Bowser. Mayor Bowser. Bowser? Isn't that like a Super Mario thing, dude? Yeah, it's a big turtle, right? Yeah. Koopa? Peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> you should actually find that clip. Uh, anyways, no. Muriel Bowser unve- <laughs> unveiled a new taxpayer. Listen, by the way, for them to fix it, you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Taxpayer-funded program that uses digital tracking tags to find stolen cars. Basically, grab an Apple AirTag and attach it to your car. Don't forget, these are the same people who wanted to defund the police, and they aggressively pursued it. Okay? MPD crime stats now show vehicle thefts have soared 101% this year, with a total of almost 6,000 cars stolen in 2023. This is up from almost three, nearly 3,000 car thefts in 2022. Also, homicides hit the highest level in two decades in the first six months. Not even government officials are safe because several lawmakers and staffers have been robbed. And last week, Bowser actually introduced a new crime bill to finally enforce law and order, which is what they were trying to get away from. Law and order. You remember when President yeah. Trump said that? Law and order. And he was considered, gosh, what a tired, what a fascist. He wants to be like Hitler. Ha! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> That's part of the podcast. (laughs) Last week, the mayor said this. Last week, we introduced legislation to address recent crime trends. This week, we're equipping residents with technology that will allow MPD to address these crimes, recover vehicles, and hold people accountable. By the way, we're holding you accountable while you pay for it. What? (laughs) Bowser continued. We have had success with similar programs. We made it easier for the community and MPD to work together. Why didn't they do that through the racist riots? Yeah. Through the, I'm sorry, through the race riots, not racist riots, but through the riots about George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Communities work together with the yeah. MPD so we can create stronger communities. Because they're not the poor criminals. It Those is all about the criminal, yeah. criminals. Yep. We need to take care of the poor little criminals. And he's, uh, so he said, we are, listen, this is stupid. She. Is it she, he? It's all of the above. I don't even know. But Bowser continued, we have had similar success with similar programs where uh, we made it easier for the community and MPD to work together from our private security camera incentive program to the wheel lock distribution program. And we will continue to use all tools we have and add new tools to keep our city safe. Hmm. I remember the MPD and other PD departments had this thing called radio. And then they would radio in person doing crime. MPD shows up. They have these things called handcuffs, right? We incarcerate them, and then we send them to jail, and we don't let them off in a year. We say, no, you're going to serve a punishment, and you're going to go work in the gulags. I'm kidding, not the gulags, but you're going to go work hard, right? Instead of giving them three hots and a cot, college degrees, and all this other crap, why don't we punish crime for what it is and teach the home life to do the same? This is just ridiculous, and that's why we... That's why sometimes I hate covering current events, but I understand why, because this is just ridiculous. Well, what you're seeing, too, is these people aren't caring about the law. They don't care about that. They care about... We do not care. Truth. That's exactly... That was probably the mayor's voice. We don't know. We don't know. But then again, we understand we waste so much energy (laughs) trying to figure out solutions (laughs) to the problems going on in America. Energy. And we have a solution for your energy. Energyops.com. Energy, I'm sorry, energyops.us. Energyops. I always do that wrong. I don't know why 
I do that. But energyapps.us, great company about energy. Residential or commercial, they want to hook up your power. They want to give you the power so you could run your house the way you want it to be run. So, guys, go ahead and call. Yep. Go ahead and call Energy Ops. 843-263-1724. 843-263-1724. Email them at office at energyops.us. Uh, they're located in the Charleston, South Carolina area. They do both residential and commercial. Let us know if you need work in the Treasure Coast area, and we'll get a package together for him. Support him. He supports us. We love him so much. God bless you, brother. And energyops.us. Yes. Check him out. Now. <laughs> we got topics, folks. <laughs> Carrie is here. She was here Friday. Now she's here today to grace your morning phone set, TV, whatever it is, with her presence. She had a topic on Friday that was like pretty, pretty cool. I liked it about the word. Mm-hmm. She had another topic about, hey, why, why? What is this all about? She, she, we were talking one day about ministry. And we're like, what's this all about? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And we noticed that, that there's nothing wrong with ministries going to like these higher-end places and going to talk to these people because you need that kind of push, I think, to get the notoriety. Where you and I find it more our lane to talk to the common salt-of-the-earth folk. Yeah that are the forgotten ones almost in a sense. We'll mm-hmm. go to the small towns because nobody will go to those small towns to go preach. Mm-hmm. We'll go to an event where people seem like, hey, that's just not worth my time right now. I got to yeah. make my time count. I yeah. got to make my tours count. And we're like, yeah, this isn't about tours. This isn't mm-hmm. about money. And some people call that irresponsible. Yeah. And what we say is, but they're souls, dude. What, how can you put a price on a soul? Mm-hmm. And I get it. If you're a business-minded acumen, you're going to be like, no, you got to really focus on the events that make you money and Mm -hmm. all those other things. And then when you make enough money, you can go back to these events. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I I don't think that ever happens. I really don't because you need that because you keep spending as you make and you need to keep doing that. So what we're saying here is there's there's an element to knowing who you're called to and why you're called to do it. Mm -hmm. And what happens is a lot of people stray from that very thing. Sometimes instead of just being a worship leader at your local church because you want to bless the body with your talents and giftings and the Lord's called you there, we almost seek something higher than that. Like we want to be the leader on a stage, a bigger stage, right? And I've seen it a hundred times. I, I've, I've realized uh, being, being uh, an associate pastor, a lot of men will, will use this position to springboard into the senior pastor role, mm-hmm. not knowing that, hey, dude, uh, being a, a really, really good number two is a very important position because in the the leader, the senior leader can trust that you're going to be with them through thick and thin and through the fire. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with ministry, knowing who you're called to and what your anointing is. And I noticed that the anointing is so thick when we go to people who are the salt of the earth. Yeah. Um, I think when we were talking about this topic and wanting to do a podcast on it and just share our heart on it, it was over the past probably two months of just taking a step back dialing it back, all the frills of ministry, you know, all the frills of what starry-eyed ministry should be like or seeking after, dialing back all the, you know, honor and respect that you want in ministry and just taking all the frills away, sitting back and what is 
the bottom line basics of ministry, and it's preaching the simple gospel to people. Mm. And and I know that it's it's this is a hard topic because I don't want to say anything that seems demeaning to other ministries because that's not the point of this podcast at all. It's realizing that our jobs as Christians, whether you're called into a quote unquote ministry or you're, you know, in the marketplace or you're a stay at home mom, we're all in ministry at some level. Truth. And the bottom line is ministry is preaching the simple gospel and loving on people with God's love. And it's so basic and it should be so basic. And I think that's where people miss it. Mm-hmm. We think, and it's not it's not a cap because we fall into it too sometimes. You yeah. know, it's like we need the next product to sell because mm-hmm. next year we need to have something new to sell yeah. to make the money that we need to continue to move right. forward. We need new merch. We need new, and I don't think those things are bad. Mm-hmm. Right? It's when the focus becomes the ministry brand more than the ministry mm-hmm. itself. Right? Like right. so. Um, and and it, it happens to the best of them. It happens in churches. And, mm-hmm. you know, thank God for there's some bigger churches out there that I think, man, they found their niche. You know, Jack Hibbs, yeah. I think, found his niche. That's yeah. a guy that, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not only gonna preach the gospel, I'm gonna preach the word, but we are a missional church. We're gonna go after the politics side of yeah. things. I think that's awesome. Then you have those churches like First Baptist in Canton, who just yeah. wants to reach Missouri. souls. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Canton, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Uh, that just want to reach souls for the for the for for the glory of God, mm-hmm. right? It's not about anything else except how do we grow and disciple people. And yeah. I think the big heart cry for self evidence always been because I'm being honest here. I've I've fallen into that trap of okay, I got I got to redo this, I got to redo yeah. that, I got to remarket, rebrand, yeah. re this, how and do it's we like get our videos to go viral. How yeah, do you, it's a trap. It is a trap, and and it's like if the spirit of God's not going to breathe on it, you're yeah. going to have to keep maintaining yeah. your sponsoring power through money. If the spirit of God's not in on what you're doing, yeah. and then you begin to realize, did I even do this for the numbers, or was I doing it to go save souls? Mm-hmm. And then you realize, did I even need self evident to do that? Like I'm just getting real. Yeah, yeah. Did I even need to start a nonprofit to go out and seek and save that which is lost? Mm-hmm. Did I even need to have all this stuff and office space and the podcasts and all these other things? Like, did I need all of that? Was was that all? You know, and and I'm glad I I'm glad I've gone there and thought and in prayer before because I want the Lord to examine my heart to see was I in the right heart in yeah. the first place, right? But I think um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Some time ago, it was like probably a month ago now that I did that celebration of life. It just hit me so square between the eyes. I was driving home. Uh, my son Aaron was with me, and I'm, I'm he's playing some Christian rap, and I'm rapping with him, right? And all of a sudden, in the middle, I'm just crying. I'm looking out the window, just crying. I don't want him to see me. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, he's like, <laughs> "You know, how he is. He gets all up in your face, <laughs> and he's like, are you okay? Why are you crying? You okay?'" And I was like, buddy, I'm just with the Lord. And I heard him as soon as my son said, asked me if, if, if I was okay. As clear as I'm talking to you right now, he said, I've only ever called you to love my people Amen. and to save souls. That's all. He said, you've complicated it through calling. Mm-hmm. I've only ever called you to love my people. Yeah. You've complicated it. And it's like, yeah. so strip it all back, Lord. I'm good. Strip it all back. Yeah. It's that 
I think, I mean, you kind of walked through it a month ago. I I started to walk, examine when we were, came back from... When we were in Canton, Missouri, we did a conference at First Baptist in Canton, Missouri. You're just ahead of me spiritually, but that's all. (laughs) Well, it was about the same time frame, about a month. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. um, And I I don't want to say too much because I feel like this is actually a word for this person, but um, like I was watching this. Okay, I'll just say it. Uh, Pastor Brian and his wife, Carla, right? I'm... We're at a conference there. It's a three-day conference. Which which we which was it, self-evident. That yes, was a- yeah, self-evident. Yeah, it's a three-day conference that we're speaking at. And I'm watching um, Carla, his wife, and it's for the first time this realization of loving on the salt of the earth people. Right. But then watching somebody in ministry who's not clamoring for the stage, who's not clamoring for a microphone, who's not clamoring for a, clamoring for a social media following or for clamoring for all the people to honor her, she's completely fine ministering behind the scenes, praying where nobody's watching, ministering and praying for people when nobody's recognizing her. And it really brought back to me, like, what is the basic concept of ministry? It's loving on people and taking all the frills that come away, come with ministry, taking that all away. And what is what do you have left? She, she really did epitomize Paul when he said, what comes upon me daily is the care of the church, because she was not only doing that. This is the pastor's wife, you know, and I'm all about honor. I'm mm-hmm. all about that. But she's emptying garbages, yeah. yeah. like doing the simple, basic stuff right. that others can do, and there she is, right, taking care of the church right. and not getting any recognition. No. I mean, I'm not saying the church doesn't recognize her. I'm just saying she's not doing it for that. No way. Her heart was so pure in yeah. it, and just when you talk to her too, she's so soft spoken and real. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Brian's the same. You know what I mean? But I just and that's that. that moving on a little bit from that is that that authenticity in ministers where they are also the salt of the earth but we get this so high what do you call it high faluti mumbo jumbo of who we are in the lord and you know we're uh, apostles and we're prophets and we're you know these high authority figures and that is true because the bible does talk about honoring them but it's that concept that we're the salt of the earth too you know what I mean? Like, we put our pants on the same way everyone else does. Unless you wear dresses and bonnets. <laughs> and you put your dresses on the same way every other person. Never mind. <laughs> Too soon. I never put a dress on. <laughs> but it's it's real. It's, um, I guess we've been around a lot of people, and it yep. happens what we see a lot with the younger generation. This starry-eyed thing about ministry and... This starry-eyed thing about prophets and the gifts of the Spirit. And if you look at the brass tacks of that, God only gave the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to love on people for the... Edification of the... Oh, sorry, for the perfecting of the saints. saints. The work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. It was... None of that in there was to have... He didn't give you the gift of prophecy or pastorship or whatever, any of those gifts to put yourself above and on pedestal with anybody. 
Yeah, he gave that. He gave that specific, uh, especially those five office gifts for all those things. And then he says to to raise up the church unto a mature man, to raise up those yeah. people unto maturity. I I do agree with you. I think especially young kids wanting to have the gifts, right? Mm-hmm. But notice those gifts really do. And there's a few that are out there. I'm not saying they're not. But like they have to go to church to activate those gifts. We prophesy to the people around us. We mm-hmm. pray for the people around us. That's a good thing. But I do think, too, there are so many people, and the gifts were actually given for the power of the gospel to go yes. and seek and save that yeah. which is lost. So the gifts were to go out and save the lost, to go to the lost in the highways and byways, to those who were lame, sick, uh, who were full of leprosy, who, who were dead, um, to those who could not and were obstinate towards the things of God, that a prophetic word would come to them. The Bible says that they would fall under the knees and say, surely God is among yeah. you or with you. Uh, so the gifts were actually given for the power of the gospel to yes. be to be demonstrated. Yes for them to be converted. Now, are they important in church? Absolutely. But sometimes I think we seek a word from God instead of getting it from God yourself. Yeah. And so we'll go to the prophets, we'll go to all these things, and we almost over-sensationalize what this all means. Over-sensationalize ministry. Yeah. And yeah. and so, like, again, people want platforms. And, and many people talk about this. We're not talking about it like that. Everybody wants a platform, but they don't want the pursuance of God. I mean, we're not saying that. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is we have fallen into it too. Yeah. Okay. We, there was a moment there where I think the Lord kept us stagnant for a good year, yeah. year and a half, because we were thinking about, okay, what's the next strategy? Do we do sponsored ads? Do mm-hmm. we do these things because people don't know about us? Right. And, and, and then I'm and getting- why are they, those people getting a million views and we get 500? You know, just like that trap of- yeah. Keep going. It's I it's just, actually it's actually a, it's it's a it's it's an insecurity. Yeah. Because we think, okay, if numbers equate effectiveness- Yep. Dude, no. no. What I'm learning is so a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of people tell us on face or like about Facebook, man. You guys, your views aren't the best, and you know you guys should be up there. You have no idea what happens when we go out to these events. Mm-hmm. How many people are watching the podcast? How many people are saying they've been ministered to? That guy who was I had a word for him through his wife. Yeah, and he stops suicidal. He wasn't even there. He wasn't there, and, and his I was, wife recorded a word that you had for him on her phone. And he was, yeah, he was at the point of suicide, felt like he missed it for his family, missed a call, missed a job, job for his family, felt, and just, you had a word for him. She recorded it. She played it for him when she got home and it transformed his life. And that's, I mean, keep going. I just, yeah, I just, yeah. so those stories are never going to come out in the public because I don't know if they have social media or not. They're homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they do or not. Those stories won't make it in the public. You know where it's like, I don't care. And and I'm learning this more and more as we continue to do ministry. If you want the praise of man and the likes, that's the reward you'll get. Yeah. But you'll have to keep getting it. No, no, not even that. The the, the praise that you don't receive is praises in heaven. Mm -hmm. The rewards you're storing up there. Uh, I'm not seeking a reward on earth. I don't care about your, your likes or your whatevers. I don't. Not anymore, anyway. You know, yeah. I, I I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. There's people that just skyrocketed into the the limelight. I'm like, Lord, I've been doing this for 13 years, and we can't catch a break. We can't. I mean, this is my this was my prayer to God, and this is I'm telling you, He needed to tell me what He told me that night. I only ever called you to love people, Amen. my people, Amen. and to minister the God. That's all I've ever called you to yeah. do. You were never supposed to make this an idol, and damn, it, I did, and I said it. 
I did. And if you're offended at that, that's fine. But I did. Yeah. I made it an idol. I made this whole thing an idol. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Because yeah. I wanted some kind of praise for what? Mm -hmm. I'm just a man, dude. When you realize, like, he doesn't need me for this. He could use anybody else to do this. Yeah. Right? You know what? I was doing it for your approval. So you would think I'm actually doing something and I'm worth something. This is, this is real. This is yeah, real stuff. Yeah. Th like, we talk about it all the time. I was looking for her approval if we grew a number. Mm -hmm. She would say, there's my man. There's the guy. He's the one who's leading us. He's actually being successful. And yet we go out to dinner with some friends one night, and she's crying about the fact, I just love it when he preaches. Not about the likes, not about the podcast, yeah. not about the messages. Mm -hmm. You're just like, dude, when he preaches and you're crying, mm -hmm. I had love it on people. Yeah, I had no idea that you felt like that. Not like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and it ministered to me. I yeah. was like, she don't care about none of this. Yeah, and if we're honest with ourselves, I needed to do some full on repenting. And I'm gonna get really real. We almost shut this thing down. Yeah, because I don't want something that's gonna taint the name of the Lord. I'm done with that life. Yeah, or um, taint the name of taint the taint the idea of what ministry is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, something happened when I hit forty. Mm -hmm. I've been going through these transitions and these phases, and right, and I'm realizing, dude, I got thirty eight more years promised to me, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna worry about likes and follows. And yeah. I, again, it wasn't about the likes and follows. It was about successes and moving up, and you know what people were saying. And I think those things are important. I'm not saying numbers are bad. That's important. You want to know that what you're investing into mm -hmm. is going to grow. But your focus should never be that. It should yeah. be on loving the people. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, in our years of, it's expectations that as, I guess, uh, Americans, Christians, what we deem as successful ministry. And the idea has changed over the years with the coming of internet and viral videos, but it's um, essentially kind of all remained the same, just different avenues of what we expect to be a successful ministry. So, and then when you have a ministry that's starting, it's this expectation that's put on you that things that have been said to, you know, specifically me, like you can't book Massey, you know, to speak at, he's bigger than 50 people events. He's bigger than, he needs to get paid. He's bigger than this. And I think it's those type of mentality expectations of what successful ministry is, is what puts people in a trap and losing the heart of ministry. Right. And, and I don't know how many times that has been said to us over people? the I mean, different people, different and they meant well. ministry leaders, they, board members. They, they all meant yeah, well friends. too. They, yeah, they, they know they did. They all meant well. And I do know that like his message is bigger, Right. But it goes back to that we'll go to Canton, Missouri in a tiny little town because they need the word of the Lord, too. With a subway. <laughs> They're going to watch. I'm going to send this to her. <laughs> subway. She's like, we don't have a lot of restaurants here. So we go to Subway. <laughs> I was like, sweet. But you got a Casey's, though. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That pizza dog. That's where Ooh, it's at. man. Anywho's. Um, I was going to say something. That we'll go to Canton. Yeah, we'll or go, go to, to the, you know, 20 people events, 50 people events. We'll do those and we'll do the 2,000, you know, person uh, church or arena. And it's 
it's the same. Nothing's different. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, we're going to roll up in a 2001 Chevy Impala to Catuit, Massachusetts, so we can love on Dave and Catherine who loved on us and we'll stay in their house. And I don't need a five-star hotel. You know what I mean? And it's that, and it's not that. And then God she brings you to her dad's house, a farm up there. Yeah. And you guys can bond and create a relationship yeah. and a friendship. And Dave is the most giving dude I've right. ever known. Right. You know what I mean? And like you see the real heart of Jesus through them and they become the example to you. And we're right. the ones with the ministry. We actually you know? had, and I'm trying to think I was, as we were putting this together, thinking about this topic, trying to think who told us this. And I want to say, or not us, but like, I want to say it was, uh, what's the guy from Karis Bible College? Andrew. Andrew Womack, when he was speaking at the church. I want to say it was his story that he went to minister at a church and the pastors just seemed very distant, very like uh, over the top, like, are you okay? But like distant, like friendship wise, emotionally. And he finally got down to the reason and that they had just had another minister in there who had all these demands, like he needed to be driven in a, you know, top, I don't know, like uh sedan, like, you know, like a limo type sedan. He needed this and that and the other thing to be able to minister comfortably. And he needed all these things and all these demands were put on the staff there so he could come and minister comfortably. And Andrew Almack's like, listen, we're not like that. We're, again, salty. We're real people. We're salty. The earth. We don't need this. We don't need you to, you know, come pick us up in a, and he a really full-on is. SUV with, you know. And he really is how he talks seats. and ministers. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's just a cool guy. Yeah. And so it's realizing that that truly exists. And it's insane. But what I'm what I'm saying is it's us realizing that conviction of, I'm sorry, Lord, we need to get back to what you said. I've only called you to love on my people. That's right. And if and if we pull up in a SUV, fine, we'll or not SUV, but like, you know, like a Lexus Denali or whatever, we're gonna minister the same as if we pulled up in a two thousand one Chevy Impala that barely made it to Catuit, Massachusetts that broke down in Ohio. Like, we're going to minister I, the same. What about my 2001 Lexus ES? That's hot. No, it's a 98. It's a 98. 98, yeah. Getting back to our roots. Yeah, I'm, I, I got one. But it's like, I, you know, I'm realizing <laughs> ministry's crazy, man. Um, just because you have a gift does not mean you need to use it that way. Mm. What if your gift was to disciple others to use their gift? Yeah. You know, like, so now um, I am so infatuated with discipling. I love meeting people. Yeah. I like calling them on the phone. Like, but you know me. I've actually always been that way. Right. And then I kind of strayed from that a little bit to help build things. And then I got back into it. And I remember telling Pastor Todd, I'm like, I, I, I need to minister again. He said, take it back. Mm-hmm. I was letting other people preach and stuff to grow them up. And he's like, take it back, man. Go yeah. for it, you know? And I realized over the past couple Sundays, like the Sunday that I ministered that Wednesday before, I was able to just be me mm-hmm. and just minister. And there's nothing more freeing than that. I don't care about what you think of me or or whatever. The heart is, I just want you to know the love of Christ. I want you to know that he's real and that he cares enough yeah. about your marriage, yeah. your situation. He cares that... You do seek him in truth and that you're disciplined. He cares about that mm-hmm. stuff, cares about the little things, and that ultimately people are going to know you by the love that you have for one another, mm-hmm. not by the doctrines you preach, not by how well your ministry ran. 
You yes. know William Booth by the love he had for his for his people. Yeah. You know the Cowpers and the Billy Sundays by how they ministered because they loved people and they wanted them healed. Right. You know, and like, isn't that all that's going to matter? Billy Graham, his ministry was huge, but you don't ever think about him in like. When you think Billy Graham, you don't think, wow, what a ministry. You think, man, that guy preached to millions. Yeah. He must have loved people that much to go out and just go mm-hmm. preach to millions. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And that his love was real for the people. And he didn't go to like, he, of course, he met presidents and all that stuff. But, dude, he was doing stadiums of just normal people. Yeah. The people at tent meetings. Yeah. Of regular Joe Schmoes coming yeah. in off the street and preaching the gospel. Yeah. Let's go. That's yeah. it. That's all it is, man. It's like this. I don't know what it is. We we just seem to do well with like our kind of people. Yeah. Just just people. Yeah. I don't. I, I I'm. People are awesome, and and the messages we have can be relatable to so many people. You know, rich, poor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we seem to just have favor like that. But I don't want to seek the things that are not me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not them, and I'm not them. Mm-hmm. I'm me. And you know what I realized? People actually like that. Yeah, they like they that do. you're just you. They're ju- that you're authentic and mm-hmm, genuine. That's all. Yeah, they want you to be we, as raw and real as possible. So when I said the D word, I apologize, but that's just raw. Right. No, I mean we just. I was gonna talk about. Um, we had a women's conference at our church and had Wanda Elger. If you're not familiar with her, Wanda Elger, go to YouTube, find some videos. It's that raw authenticity, and not. Not this glamorous ministry lifestyle. It's just that raw authenticity that I want to relay the word of the Lord to you. And she actually talked about on at this conference that the Lord had her sit down for. Um, she would, you know, has a YouTube channel, large following, lots of videos. But the Lord had her sit down for like seven, eight, nine months. Um, and she shared at the conference that she got caught up in the trap. She's like, "It's a trap," like measuring the success of your mini video or ministry by how many views you get and how many likes you get and and it's it's true like this trap of what successful ministry is and um it was just so ministered to me because it was right at that time that I we had just gotten back from Missouri and I was just contemplating feeling okay. like God saying all these things we got to put it into context remember we got to Missouri and we're like I can't do this right now we were it was hard. Remember, because yeah. it was rough because we were just in the middle of. I, I, I'm the last few months I've been hearing this word transition. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? So I'm just going through it, and I'm getting frustrated with things, and I forget <laughs> we've got to do this conference thing. And then I get there, and I'm like, am I supposed to be me, or do they want me to preach something else? You're like, just be you. But I'm like, but it's not that kind of conference. And what do I do? Remember, yeah. I was wrestling with it. And we're all like, we're tired, and I don't know what was going on at the time, but we were just... Well, I mean, not- we had just been traveling every single month since That's January, right. January, you know, and it's, we homeschool, we got three kids, life, you were... Yeah, I was tired, and church. you were tired, yeah, Mike, Mike was, was tired. shot, and so we're just like, not that we didn't want to be there, we're just like, Lord, we don't have the strength yeah. for that. I mean, literally, yeah. we all surrendered in the hotel room and said, we don't have the strength for this. Yeah. And that, I think, was one of those moments of that I've been doing this on my own for a long time. Mm. Not not on the strength of the Lord. When I surrendered, something changed. You know? Yeah. And I said, Lord, I need you to come through. And I remember that night we show up. You remember the first, like, two seconds of the, the sermon? I just start mm-hmm. bawling. I'm just bawling. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm, like, bawling. I just want him to invade the room. Yeah. That's all I want. Lord, invade the room. Mm-hmm. You do you, man. You know? 
there was a pastor in the front. I, I, I didn't know this, but I knew I, I needed to speak to him. So yeah. I kind of looked at the pastor and I was acknowledging him. And turns out something had happened where he was dealing with something. And we ministered like nuts that night mm-hmm. and it rocked. Which, you know, is another aspect of ministry. It's funny because when we, when we go out and minister and travel and do events, it's funny that when you talk about this, us being tired and just have nothing left to give, that was our of the year. If we're looking at a measurement of all the events, that was our best outpouring of God's spirit, God moving at an event was at this church. It was like the best event of the year. But it's that death to self and alive in Christ stepping out. That's another aspect of ministry that we rarely ever talk about, like that you have to die to yourself and your desires to be in what real ministry is. Right. And so whenever we go out and, you know, and I'm not speaking that I want this, but it's funny, but whenever we go out and we're like exhausted or you and I get in a fight or the kids are sick or something happens, I always like, it's that warfare before the gates that I always know that God's going to move when something happens like that, because it's, it's that warfare at the gates right. that we rarely ever talk about in ministry. And right. when you when you say things like that, people are like, oh, that's not God. That's not God. And yeah, it's like, bull. well, it's you're right. It's not. It's the enemy trying to distract you from what God is calling that's you right. to do. It's not God trying to get you on a different path. Right. Let's get this straight, though. It's you fighting with me. Yeah, because I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we have a lot of work to do on submission. <laughs> And humbleness. And in that case, thank you for watching. Please go to our website and sign up. We didn't mean for this one to be long. We just meant to say, where where are you called to? Who are you called to? And be okay with it being small. But not even small. Be okay with just loving the people that yeah, you're called no, to. Yeah. Whether small or big. Because if it's big, it's big. That happens. Right. No, and I'm saying be okay with it being, when I say small, like not small in numbers. I'm saying small in like, okay, you're called to... Pray for that person in your closet, and no one ever knows that you prayed for that Truth. person. No one ever knows yep. you sent them a text with the word of God. Truth. No one knows that you prophesied over them, and exactly what you prophesied came true. Yeah. It's, be okay with it being like yeah. that. Yeah. Be okay with being that person's discipler, mm-hmm. because you have no idea the course you're setting them on for the rest right. of their lives. Be okay with people not knowing what you do behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter to them anyways. God is going to reward you with a crown of glory. Yeah, It's okay that you're not known. And dude, it's okay if you are known. It's okay if you do have a big ministry. Yeah, Keep the main thing the main thing, man. Yeah, Because that that platform was entrusted to you. Just like pastors, when you have a flock, that flock is entrusted to you. And the Bible actually says, I think it's in Peter 5, 1 Peter 5, it actually talks about because they were purchased by the blood of Christ, yeah. and that flock has been entrusted to you. Keep the main thing the main thing. Don't try to win them by words of men's wisdom or crafty things. Win them by the love of God through the Spirit of God in the Word. Amen. Win them that way. Show them hard truths and say, these are the standards God has placed for us because we're not like everybody else. We are a peculiar people set aside for good works. We're set apart. We're sanctified. We're different than the world. We're not supposed to be like the world. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to do it like the world. We are supposed to be head and shoulders above it. And when you have that in you, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this makes sense. 
And people will come and people will go, and that's okay. They did the same thing to Jesus. How many people, lepers, 10 lepers he heals. Mm -hmm. One comes back who was a Samaritan. Yep. The rest left. Yeah. You know what that means? He didn't. You know what that means? That they all got the gift, but they didn't get the word. They didn't acknowledge him. What's the point of being healed? You don't even get saved. What's the point of that? So you're, you, you're, 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 your lame leg is healed, but you end up dying and going to hell anyway. Right. What's the point? Yeah. Keep me lame and I'll go to heaven. You know, I mean, I'm saying at that point. Yeah. But one returns. So you're not the only one facing rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus himself did too. Yeah. No, I, I mean. You were, were kind of hopping in. So I was Yeah, like, no, okay. it's what you said, basically. Yeah. So, uh, guys, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. I love being on a podcast with you, babe. Thanks, babe. We should do one on our own. Do what? A podcast? podcast? Just you and me. This is a podcast. <laughs> if you guys would like to see Carrie <laughs> and I do our own podcast, let me know. Mike's also got some really cool things in the works, too. Just some really cool avenues he's passionate about that we're going to be rolling out soon. Oh. Um, there's, there, I, I just love the direction we're going because it's really about finding our passion and loving people through that passion, yeah. through that very vein. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm so proud of the team we have. And, and I mean proud in a godly hurrah sense, man. Like we have the best team. My sons are working for us right now. And, and it's awesome to have them on this team. Um, <laughs> look at my shaggy son over there. He's just got, he's got a perm. He's got that hairdo. He got that hair did. Oh, did you take the camera off on purpose, son? <laughs> you don't want to show people? No. <laughs> Wave. So, they, they did. Oh, I, there he is. Yeah, the one on the your right is Isaiah. The one on the left is Nathan. Isaiah is a strong young man who he's getting his permit today. He's getting his Hi. permit today. Yeah, and and um, actually, when they see the show, he got it on Friday. Uh, yeah, that's but true. He is a leader in his own right. Loves to worship. Is in the Word. Understands all things. Nathan is one of the most creative kids that I've ever seen. He's super talented, picks up on things super quickly. What? Yeah, I don't know. I was just (laughs) just waiting for you to be done. But watching these two take over the podcast, research, do Mm -hmm. it diligently, add their own flavor, do all the sound effects, figure all this out. I mean, that's... Hashtag uh, perks of homeschooling. Perks of homeschooling. But we (laughs) have one more who's not here. His name's Aaron. He's, I don't know where he's at. He's doing something. But he's around, and uh, Aaron is is uh, you. <laughs> except he he's a lover, man. He loves mm-hmm. deep, and he's a. Well, I, except he's a lover, so implying that I'm I'm not. Anyways, tune in next <laughs> okay, Friday for the next website. podcast. Yeah, she she is. Oh. She just has her own way of doing it. So, Lord, just just Lord, we bless you. We bless you for who you are in Jesus' name. And that people would be ministered to this th- through this today, and that, Lord, when, when they're commenting and when they're doing that, Lord, you would minister to them, that you would give them the answers, that, Lord, when they seek to do what they're called to do, they do it with the right motive and the right heart. And I pray people watching would take it from us. We know what it's like to do it wrong. We also know what it's like to be in the vein God's called us to. And uh, we don't want to be popular and all that stuff anymore. We want to be effective for the kingdom and see people saved and set free and delivered and healed. And that's what the whole purpose. Amen. So, guys, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Get yourself some merch, man. We got the new shirts that just dropped. The, we should put pictures. Why didn't we put the pictures on the thing? We, we got the new merch that came out. My son's a model now. <laughs> so 
look for his little mug out there. Uh, those are the new ones. We have some new designs uh, coming up very soon. Uh, we're, we're really excited about those. Again, got just a year a, a newsletter coming out. Oh, Watch guys, out for listen, that. listen, we really need your help this year. If you guys could throw in some some dimes, possibly some millions, that'd be fantastic, right? For the year end stuff, because we got a lot to accomplish um, in 24, and and God's ramping it up, and we're just going for it. We're going to go for all that God has for this ministry, uh, has yeah. for us. We're believing for big things, and we want you to be a part of that ride. So thank you so much for investing in us, for loving us, for being with us through all this. And we love you, and we yeah. pray for you in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Yeah.